This is Christy Hayes. Welcome to The Balancing Act, a podcast for average people who are just trying to excel in our careers, maintain a social life, drink enough water, sleep eight hours, eat right, exercise, stay sane, travel, and oh yeah, manage our finances like a total pro. This podcast is for all the other balancing acts out there who are looking for real, no-nonsense talk about financial problems and how to fix them. Hey guys, welcome to The Balancing Act. This is Christy Hayes again. I have had my usual two cups of coffee, and so I am super excited and ready to get going on our topic today. I have my friend Stacy with me again. I'm so excited to have her, and we're going to be talking about something that came up that she was talking to some of her coworkers about. And uh, Stacy, just go ahead. Sure. Great to be here, Christy. Yeah, so I was talking with some people in my office a couple weeks ago. I work with a lot of millennials, and I was asking them, what's the one of the biggest challenges you feel that millennials are facing uh, with their finances? And the answers I got were very surprising. One of the answers was, it seems like they have a lot of friends who are just kind of not paying any attention to their finances and just kind of, you know, throwing caution into the wind and just living for today and not even worrying about it. Yeah, so it's kind of like a fad nowadays that people are just like throwing that on the back burner and you hear them say all the time like, you only live once, the whole like YOLO thing or like FOMO where you don't want to delay the gratification and you don't want to miss out on anything. So like you've got that fear of missing out or you're like afraid of sitting at the house and, and missing out on all the big stuff that your friends are doing. Um, And I think that's kind of a stereotype that's not really fair, but they are big motivators for people or for millennials really to spend money. And companies are marketing to that for that very reason. They know that like if you see other people your age out doing stuff and having fun and buying things, like you're gonna be really motivated to go out and do those things and spend money and buy those things. And oftentimes it's money they don't have and it's also money you don't have so the cycle of that is that you're going into debt trying to keep up with and impress people that you may not have any reason to really be doing that and our peer group has really changed because it's not just like the people in our office who we may be trying to keep up with or may not be just like the people in our office or the people in our circle the group of people that we now have as our peer group is everybody that's on Facebook and Instagram too. And so we're like bombarded with these advertisements and our friends and just acquaintances really who are like flaunting these expensive purchases and nice stuff and vacations and every little hair bow and their kids and outfits. And you think, God, I've got to have all that. I, I've got to go out and do it. And I got to enjoy life now. Yeah, I know. And I've read several articles about like Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, while while social media has become one of our peer groups, that a lot of people who are consuming a lot of social media, they're suffering from more anxiety and depression because they feel like they're not keeping up with their peer group. You know, so if everybody's posting, you know, those awesome vacations and and new cars and new clothing purchases and everything else, and then you're like, wow, I can't really afford all that, or gosh, I don't feel so good about myself, and then you might go out and blow money and get into debt. So it's 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 kind of 
tough for people. You really got to monitor, you know, kind of what you're taking in and how you how you perceive that and then how you react to it. You know, people aren't going to put their worst moments on social media. So it's really a high highlight reel. And I think when we're looking at Facebook or Instagram and we're assuming, oh my gosh, everybody else has it so much better than I do. They're just showing you the best stuff. They're not showing you the credit card bill showing up in the mail and, and their messy house and, you know, everything else that's going on. It's just the best stuff. Yeah, it's got a filter on it. It's been cropped. It's been highlighted. You're getting to see everyone's best. And the same thing comes with like marketing or targeting campaigns. They're going to show you the supermodel on the, you know, super amazing tropical vacation. And these companies are trying to affect your way of thinking and your perspective. And they're really hoping that it will work. They're hoping you will not delay gratification, that you're going to buy those expensive things now, and you're going to put off planning for anything else or put off saving, put off thinking about retirement. They're going to try to affect your perspective and then say, you don't need to do that. You don't need to put away money for retirement. You need to buy this stuff now. Because in all reality, you know, the company needs to meet sales every quarter. They have shareholders they answer to, and the credit card company needs you to carry a balance. So I think it's just like a really flawed way of thinking about money. And you know, it may not totally be your fault in the fact that you are now the target of these ads. You're kind of the victim, but I'm not gonna say that that's an excuse because you really should be in control of your finances. Absolutely. You know, if you um, if you fail to plan, basically you're planning to fail. And it goes that way with saving and also your retirement. You know, people don't accidentally just retire well. They do it because they had a plan and they worked their plan and it takes years. And so, especially for the younger generation, committing to doing that on the younger side will definitely benefit them down the road. So instead of spending all the time on social media, comparing yourself to friends and people that you don't even know, you know, I think it's better to get out and be around some like-minded people who have some similar goals, uh, who who want to um, save, who want to invest, who want to retire well, and then that'll get you a little farther down the road. Yeah, and like get your nose out of your phone. I feel like that's such a big step. It's almost like it's as important as starting a budget or saving or anything like that. Like get away from those influences. I think that your life will be very different once you separate yourself from the targeting of social media and stuff like that. And you, if you get out into real life and you start associating yourself with people who are goal-oriented, who have a plan for their life, where they want to go, where they hope to be someday. And they're not just thinking that someday the government's going to bail them out and they don't really have to plan for the future. There's a quote by Jim Rohn, who he said, you are the average of the five people you spend your time with. So if you hang around with a bunch of nines, chances are you'll be a nine as well. You need to be around people who challenge you to make you better and therefore like raise your average and or they keep it hot. I had a story where I was at the gym where I did CrossFit and there was a girl there who was pretty close to the same fitness level as me. And it just goes to show when we did a workout together, there was this long run. We had to do a 400 meter run with like some weight on our shoulders. And, you know, she being right there behind me the whole time motivated me and pushed me to fight through to the end and eventually finish first. 
if she hadn't been there, for sure, my time would have been way worse and I would have walked. So just having that person in your life that pushes you or maybe just several people to be a better person or inspires you to plan for the future. And, you know, you never want to be the the smartest person in your group because I feel like at that point, your group's kind of holding you back. There's an exercise that Jim Rohn says to do, and I think it would be great for our listeners to do is just write down the top five people you spend your time with and assign a number between one and 10 and then find out what your average is. And I want you to think about, do you like your number or do you feel like you need to raise your average? And you've got to just be honest with yourself. And I think the second thing to do, which is kind of cool, is to make a list of like five people who realistically you aspire to be around in your life and then go out and find a way to be around them. I personally invited two people to lunch in the last two weeks just because I was doing the same exercise. I really do want to, and they're both like business owners in the area. I want to sit down with them and I want to talk with them and I want to hear what they have to say. I want to learn from them. And I think that, you know, whenever you get around people who are like-minded, who are goal-oriented, it really, like it said, it, it raises your average. You know that old saying, it isn't uh, it isn't what you know, it's who you know. So I think there's really a lot of truth to that. I'm not saying you don't have to know your stuff, but getting in the proximity of the right peers that have common goals and aspirations will help you go a long way in achieving your goals, whether it's about saving money or even, you know, getting a better workout at the gym, like your story. Yeah, and the YOLO way of thinking, the whole you're, you're only going to live once, so like just live for now, is really so backwards. And a lot of people just aren't thinking about the consequences of putting off getting their finances in order. I'm a millennial, so I know exactly what it's like to just kind of want to live for now. When I first started my job here at the office, I had a lot of that pushback with my mom whenever, because she is uh, the EHR lady at our office. It's a family business. Uh, she wanted me to contribute to the 401k. And I was like, why? 59 and a half? Like, I don't want to do that. And looking back, I just, I can't help but laugh at myself because it was so narrow-minded. Like, I was just thinking about today instead of the big picture. And I'm so glad that she convinced me to do it. But it was hard at first to think about socking away a piece of my paycheck for some later ambiguous plan that, you know, I wasn't really even sure what I was going to do. It was my first job. But looking at the effects of, you know, investing early, I've said it before, the first dollar you invest is worth more than the last. And, you know, it's easier to think, I'm just going to put that back and I'll worry about it later. But I think in in my opinion, you're going to look back and you're going to regret that. Oftentimes, I think the thing that holds most people back is just that they're in denial about maybe how poorly they are handling their money or that they don't have a plan or they're just kind of afraid to take a really good hard look at it. And I think the last thing that you want if you're in denial is to sit down and write it all down and uh, and take a good hard look at it. So, you know, having a financial plan isn't always easy. And I don't expect you to like become an instant millionaire or like you're going to live in some like old shack rundown apartment because you're just saving every dollar that you have. All I'm asking you to do is to take your financial future seriously. The whole you out. I've heard a lot about this lately. And I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant, Stacy. But I've heard a lot about this lately where everything's going to be given to us for free. And, you know, your health care, your college, everything's free. But if you think about it, you're really just being the victim of another sales pitch. 
those people are selling you on the idea that they're going to give you everything if you'll just vote for them. And they're selling you a lie. Because if there's one thing I learned from day one in economic class was that there's no such thing as a free lunch. You will pay for it. And not only that, but most of the plans that these people have to pay for it, even if they tax the top 1% at 100%, they still couldn't afford it. So it's just that mentality of the debt and the delaying gratification and getting everything for free. And it's effectively socialism. And socialism pretty much says you go to work, give the government all your money, and then we'll decide how much of it and what of it you get. And it's just a bad deal. So moving on, don't rely on handouts. Make a plan for your own future. And that's my rant for today. Don't be a victim have a plan, and it's just not, it's not cool to put it off. Even if you uh, are surrounded by people who think it is cool to put it off, uh, it's going to serve you better in the long run to get around people who don't fall victim to that kind of herd mentality. That's it for this episode of The Balancing Act. Remember, living below your means in the good times is the best way to survive the bad times. I'm Christy Hayes, and as always, thanks for listening. The information contained herein is provided solely for informational and educational purposes, reflects only a summary of the topics covered, and should not be construed as the provision of personalized investment advice or the making of any investment recommendation. Rather, the content simply reflect the opinions and views of the speakers, which are subject to change without notice. There is no guarantee that the views and opinions expressed herein will come to pass. Listeners should conduct their own independent investigation into the topics covered and should consult their professional, financial, legal, and tax advisors before taking action on any of the content contained in the podcast. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of amounts invested. 